Well, guys, <laughs> looks like we're in season two. Season two. Season two. So look, okay? Because we're back like we left. Mm hmm That's how we're pulling up. We're pulling up like, um, excuse me, ma'am. You just started in February. Okay, maybe January. And um, where were you in March? Well, guys, it's down in the dumps. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what happened. After seeing Big Sis, Sarah J, looks like March and got a hold of me. And uh, kind of chopped me up in the throat a few times and punched me in the back, you know. But look, I'm here. I'm here to give you, to give you consistency. I'm here to give you vulnerability. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Now listen, okay? Life was lifing. You can be like, bro, like, you are not a YouTuber. Exactly, I'm not. I am inconsistent. Slick. Thought I was not going to do this, but clearly had to be obedient. And had to do what I have been uh, kind of told to do. I mean, shoot, like, I won't know if specifically... It was, hey, get this microphone and, like, use it or whatever. But it was giving speak. It was giving prepare. What I'm referring to is, um, I guess you can say, like, a dream that I had that I've actually sat on for, like, a few months last year before buying... I bought, what, two microphones? I bought one microphone and I bought like a few things or whatever to kind of start a podcast, but it was like, what is a podcast going to be about? And then voila, we have I Am Dina. And I was like, why not do a podcast or talk about sexual trauma things that, sexual trauma Talk about trauma in general that are not, uh, like it's talked about, but it, um, it's not a conversation that people have like on a regular. It's not until you go to therapy or you have to like tell in a secret, tell an undying secret that you've kept for years. And that is like when it's talked about. It, it's it's never yeah. So yeah, that's that's what that is. And then all of the misogynies and history and everything like that. You know, of course, I feel like that comes into play or whatever with um talking about trauma, specifically sexual trauma and sexual abuse and stuff like that and um it's actually a lot of people out here that's, you know, suffering in silence from it. And 
when I had this particular dream of a microphone and like I kept seeing me and different people, but I didn't know where I was supposed to start or how was I, or how I was supposed to start when it came with it. But it was like, okay, use your book. Like you're not finished with your book. You're not finished with any projects or whatever surrounding it. So use that. And here we are. We're in season two of I Am Dina. Finding your voice through trauma. And we are going to get into, I guess you could say, a series called Triggering Our Traumas. And I guess you can say this in particular is kind of dear to dear to my heart <laughs> but um like when I think about triggering our traumas I think about like I, I can I can literally think about the past month and a half like alone like so life has been life and for all of us I'm sure and with me um there were a lot of things that I had to like recollect. You know how you think you healed from something? Or you be like, okay, like I've moved on. I'm good. Like I'm good on that or whatever. And then like it can be like they like what it don't it, to be honest timing timing matters but timing really doesn't matter in a situation because you could feel like you've healed from something or moved on from like a ex or something like that and then you meet somebody new or you're or you're going through something and it's like okay because why did that just come up the way that it did just now and it makes you pull back it makes you it makes you slick mad because it's like bro like i know i've done the work <laughs> like i know i've done the work to like not react the way that i did and that person like just went off this kind of goes into one of my other episodes where where um the big question was um excuse me i'm not triggering you i think yeah excuse me i'm not triggering you and, you know, you have to, you know, in, in, in that healing phase of that journey, it's like, you gotta, uh, be careful. Child, sometimes you gotta be careful <laughs> with yourself. No, for real. Like, okay. We, we, we really do. We really do gotta be careful with ourselves and how we really connect with people and those particular boundaries or whatever start with self. But um, nonetheless, when we're a part of that, when we're in that healing journey and, you know, we feel like we don't moved on from, we moved on from, you know, whatever we experienced or we've healed from certain things that we've gone through, whether it's with our families, friends or whomever, um, it makes us feel like we really didn't do the work that was truly needed. But I'm here to encourage you guys and to let you know, child, God ain't through with us yet, okay? <laughs> God ain't through with us yet. And, you know, 
we're gonna we're gonna come together to use these different tools these to use these different resources to trigger our traumas and you know it's better said than done but you know we're going to get through it we're going to talk about a few little few little books that i've been reading and getting into and yeah so to be honest all right seems like seems like you're in for a treat and i do want to say that i'm thankful if you're listening if you come across it if you like i'm i'm just here i'm just here i'm just present I'm just being vulnerable. I'm just being, I'm just sharing. But nonetheless, if you're listening, if you're watching, I want to thank you so much. And let's get into it. So we just about to tap in. And, you know, I guess I should put it out there. Maybe I should have put it in the intro whatever but nonetheless just based off of the title and you know the name of this series if you feel like moving forward with watching either this video or any other if it comes a time where you become uncomfortable you can't do it you got to take it easy you got to take it slow um i'm I listen i'm here for you on that you know if you got to you got to press pause or got to close out and come back at a later time. I I get it. And um Yeah, I get it. So cuz this is the, this series, this these few um couple of episodes is going to be constant triggering it's 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 like a walking trigger you're going to there's going to be some memories that's going to be brought up i'm sure some some similarities uh, familiarities and some things that have been similar how about that um and um with the things that i talk about or that i've experienced to where you know it might not be it might be too much and so i get it and so if that is you, I understand, and I hope you're able to come back and to listen to um, a little tidbit, whatever that may be, whenever that may be, and whichever that may be for any video. And um, it's a, it's to begin, I'm going to say, it's a lot to unlearn. It's a lot to unlearn. If you are twenty six, twenty six. If you are, if you are turning twenty six or twenty six, up to like thirty eight. it's giving it's giving it's giving middle age it's giving young adult but if you are i'll say this if you are 26 today to at least 40 i'm gonna say 40 because we still you know 
we still neck and neck, but like, I'm going to give it that, right? If you are in that age range and probably older, if you're watching this, there's a chance that you have stopped, paused, and realized that there is a lot to unlearn from the things that you have been told or have been um, accustomed to doing based off of your family background and dynamics, your relationship or whatever, and how you've been treated or different experience, like different experience, right? All of that good stuff. Anything that correlates with that, right? That there, there's a lot that, that over time you realize like, bro, like I have to unlearn this and I have to do this now. Especially if you are a single parent and you have kids. Um, if there was ever a moment in time where you knew that it was you that had to break this generational curse, whatever, break these particular cycles that's been going on with your family and you realize that you've been given the hard work and everybody else is not doing the work for you, you know, just gonna let you know I'm right there with you, girl. I'm right there with you, my bro. Like, I'm, I'm there. Um, if you have ever felt like God, um, in real life, I really don't believe that I am your strongest soldier, but nonetheless, I'm still present. Um, I just want to, like, ask, can you go to the, like, next dude? Like, can you go to them behind me? Because, like, I'm, I am struggling. Um, yeah. If, if, <laughs> if anything that you felt like you had to unpack, child, and you kept unpacking, and you did not come back from that, like, it's given, still, still unlearning. Still unlearning and still learning, chap. Okay, and yeah, it's 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 that. If you are in that age range and have ever felt like any of that, this video, this series, or whatever, all of it is for you. And um, yeah, all of it is for you. So. I realized that it was, so these are the different moments and times when I realized like, okay, I've been given some type of, um, I've been given some type of assignment that I need to kind of like fulfill and complete. And I don't know how long it's going to take me, but you know, if I'm trying to, if I want to be a wife or if I want to, you know, start a family or whatever, I know that I have to get this. I have to I have to do something, you know? And I think one of those first moments where I was like, well, I'll say this. One of the moments where I felt like, okay, like, it seems like um, giving, like, God is still continuing to give me things that I feel like I know I can't bear, but he knows that I can bear because, I'm alive and I'm still here and I have made it and pushed through it all um, is given like, can I get a break? And I want to say that was 
it's given like 2008, but when it really hit me, because 2008 is when I moved from um, New Jersey to Savannah, Georgia. And um, I guess you can say that was certain epiphanies, like certain moments that I've had during that time frame that I kind of like knew, like, okay, like this is a lot. But fast forwarding to like, five, six years later, um, you know, that was when like, okay. And fast forwarding from then is pretty much 10 years ago. And that was when I was sexually abused. Um, and um, sexually abused by two guys. And, um, I was, yeah, sexually abused by two guys and just how that happened, the act, like just everything after, um, the healing process or going to therapy and all of that. It's one of those situations where I reflect on now and it kind of uplifts me and builds me in different, in different moments that I'm still going through, whether that is like communication or having a hard time trying to communicate certain things or whatever to to my partner or to my friends or even my family or whatever. And or realizing that even though I am a social butterfly, how over the years a lot of things have changed. Like a lot of things have changed to where I'm not as the life of the party no more, or I've became too serious over time, or um, I have stepped into the background and felt comfortable in the background and not really being seen. But I'm also like one of the people that's doing like the main work to keep certain productions or whatever it is alive. Like it can be anything. Like you just make you put yourself in the background so that you're not the one that's noticed. Pretty much kind of like you dimming your own light, but you know you still shine because of the work that you put out and how you execute it. Um, and I want to say during that time, like, that was when I started to realize, like, okay, why, like, why, like, why do I feel like I'm the one that is having a hard time or I keep going through these different cycles and... Um, and and then on top of that, it seems like no one is supporting me or no one is believing me or no one is accepting me. So you start to gain all these insecurities or whatever about yourself. And at one point of how confident you were, you hear all these things or whatever about you and you start believing those or you start believing all these different, um, all these different lies, all these different stories that that just does not fit like any type of narrative of your life or even what you portray. But you start to believe that because of all these things that you've um, heard over time during this particular um, during this particular event or whatever. And 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 yeah, so. 
over time, you start to believe all these things. You start to ask God all of these different questions as to why, 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 why. And then um, on top of asking God why. So I'll say this. I can also, I'm going to put a pin in that really quick and I'm going to get back to that, to the, to the questions that we ask God when we're reflecting and going through pin, pin drop. So I want to say, I was having a conversation with one of my friends like a few weeks ago and while she was talking, I was thinking, no, I take that back. I was watching a video I was watching like a live or something like that and came across a like a tweet or whatever. And I think it was from Imani Cohen, the hood healer, and um, who is amazing, by the way, child. But it was I want to say I was watching a live from her and I saw a post that said or she said it. I can't remember. I can't remember. I just know that it's like right in my head. And I know that the hood healer said it. She was like, pretty much saying like, we as a collective are complaining about some of the things that we prayed for over 10, 15 years ago. On one hand, from actually me saying that out loud, I think she was just talking about gratitude and showing gratitude. But then my deep behind got real deep and was like, oh, shit, like. Did I pray for some? Well, OK. Not saying that I specifically pray for some of these events or whatever to happen to me or for us to experience. Not saying that we actually pray for some of these things to happen, but hear me out. I got deep and was like, did I overthink or did I, I guess you can say pray for some of the things that I have gone through. Did I somehow talk these things into existence? Hear me out. When we manifest or trying to manifest things that we want in life, we don't realize, and maybe we do realize, that while we are talking, while we are planning, there are certain things that we are altering in the world or whatever and how we want this life to be. A few moments later. I had a little break because I was trying to find some things. But when we, going back, when we speak certain things um, just in life or have faith in certain things, we don't realize how we're altering, you know, we're altering our own narrative and what it is that we want out of life. And I say all that to say that there are times I do feel like, you know, maybe just my thinking process or me overthinking on things just a little bit too long is what is what and how certain things came to life. Not everything, but certain things or whatever 
because um, we know that there are certain things that we have put on ourselves. Like, okay, like, it's your fault that you you stayed too long or, you know, that, like, you've, you, you saw these red flags. Things that are kind of visible, things that are kind of, you know, of things that are, is it tangible, you know, to where it's like you can really take accountability for your part in how certain things played out. And then there are others where you know, you just know for a fact, like, not that it had nothing to do with you, but just the fact that, like, you can't control other people's actions and control their feelings and what it is that they do. Excuse me. Nonetheless, what I'm getting at is we we know that um life and death is in the power of the tongue and just with that how we say certain things and what we do speak life into will come to life and certain things that we put to an end some things that we think or that we want to end once speaking it and believing it it will it will happen it is so like that is what that is and um in a sense i know that you know she was probably you know just talking about us having gratitude just us as a collective um as people being being and showing gratitude for the things that we have so that we can make room for things that we do want when we want to be abundant in life. And, um, when it comes to, um, when it comes to what we experience, I do in a sense believe that there are certain things that, you know, we put out, like, you know, we, we put ourselves through and don't realize like we're, we are kind of the reason why we're making our life kind of hard harder than what it really needs to be. And that's what I was getting at with that. Um, there are certain things that we, you know, can't, you know, things that we can't, like we can't go back in time to change, but we can only change how we're doing and how we're processing and moving forward now. And, um, And I do want to uplift us, you know, in this particular moment really quick while thinking about that, that um, I feel like we should give ourselves grace during this journey, during this time, um, compassion. I do feel like, um, you know, being, having, having an open heart and an open hand to truly listen to what People are going through when they're expressing themselves to you um, about what it is that's either bothering them or what they're suffering from. You can tell by how certain people react to you, whatever, that they are going through something. And when you build a certain, excuse me, when you have built a certain bond or a connection with the person, um, let's just say you guys are riled up in this argument or whatever, and you're realizing that you both have not came to um, a resolution. It's like, let's step back. Let's 
really see what the root is. There are times where, you know, one or the other, it can be simple. There are certain things that it's like, you do have to go deep to really solve certain things because especially if it's constantly happening and it's a pattern that seems to be like something that you can't shake, then there's a mark that's being missed. There's something that is not working out. There's something that has not been touched on, that has not been talked about, or that has not came up to the surface to where y'all both can agree and be like, okay, is that? It's not until you do really get deep and um, really look for what the true root of the problem is. And sometimes, you know, it's easy to blame the other person or whatever, just simply because of how you are being triggered in that moment. But if you really don't look into self or even try to come together to really see um, the underlining issues and some of the things that, you know, you probably didn't project into the person, like onto the person, but you've brought into the relationship. And if uh, that other person is not oblivious, but is unaware of what it is that you've gone through, of what you experienced, how else do you expect a person to grow and go with life with you? and to make things right or whatever, if they don't know, and if they're not aware, it's unfair. And this unfairity and injustice of the things that we have gone through have long lived and has, un has long lived. And that's where we get into when, um, you know, it's time to unlearn a few things that I know that I have to, um, that I had to unlearn was, um, that I actually experienced just yesterday. Um, when I experienced again, but I'm getting better at speaking up for myself. When I was younger, there were times where I can remember whether it's an argument, you know, in conflicts, I'll say that because when we're younger, we're not really having arguments with our parents' child. In any event, we're getting in trouble and getting our ass beat, excuse me. We getting our behind beat for either being disrespectful, being a smart ass, being, you know, smart addict or whatever, Alec or whatever, or, you know, challenging and majority, I'll say this, um, more, more times than some, in our younger years, we were really just curious and just had a lot of questions and really wanted to know. And, you know, our parents and our parents' parents and our generations before, you know, um, it's kind of, it comes, it's, it comes from different mentalities. Uh, don't want to get into it just yet. But enslavement mentalities is part of it. And I'll say that because we have been in positions to where we have not been able to express ourselves. And we have been told that our feelings really doesn't matter at this young age. And this young age can be in whatever age and um, can be at whatever age. But when you, I'll say 
elementary, like grade school, it's given like eight. I'll say eight because, well, it could be a little younger than that. Just, I'll say a little bit pat, like it's giving six to eight, really where you're beginning to form and speak and vocalize like I'm sad or I'm mad or I don't like this. I don't like that. And at four, you're not like my son is four and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've said it before, but I'm in this tug of war situation where gentle parenting or knuckle feet bug. Um, that's the only way that I can compare the two. And I'll like to say that as a new mom of a four-year-old, of a four-year-old, I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still learning, but I'm getting there. And there are times where it's like, okay, I can do with this gentle parenting. You know what I mean? Because it's like, the same way that I want somebody to really listen to understand me, I am pouring that into my son. It's like I'm giving him that space to come to me as well. To it's how he be saying it. It's how he it's it's sometimes it is the delivery child, but it's like I'm trying to get him to understand certain things to say no to. Not who, but what. <laughs> but getting back to that, at like those age at that at that young age we are able to really we are really able to kind of express how we're feeling and sometimes we can't put certain words with it but that gives us the opportunity to really know what it is that we're feeling and i know for me because i've been told more so many different times that i'm either being disrespectful for expressing myself or you know or trying to understand what this particular feeling that I'm going through, whatever it may be, it seems as if it's a challenge. You don't know what you're talking about, whatever. Um, this is my this is my house. Um, what I say goes or you know, all these different things, all these different um black uh I'll say black because I know our black households um, all of us had heard this one or the other, you know, one of those, you know, I'm not, um, I, I ain't one of your little friends who you think you talking to. Um, yeah, all of that, you know, and in a way when we have been told these things so many times, we have a hard time with communication. We don't know how to really communicate our feelings. We have a hard time expressing ourselves or we shut down immediately. We feel as though we're not being heard or we're talking too loud or we're disrespectful or we we are vulgar with our communication style. Like we're cursing, all this different stuff because we don't know how to really articulate what's happening. And um, these are things that we have to unpack. And then when we do come to a situation where we really feel some type of way, it makes us feel, especially when we feel like we're not being heard. It's one of those moments where it's like, we also become like these people pleasers or people pleasers to where 
and not necessarily that we become yes men, but it's like we become so uncomfortable that if we say no to something that um when we say no to something or to someone and how they and how they react and how the person reacts or whatever it's like we're afraid that the response or whatever is going to be very um out of the box like or um just something that you can't accept it's like one of the things that a person can't accept you like you don't like that or you want it to be different and then you're constantly badgered or told like well it's either this way or no way and it's like well when am i able to share when can if if i don't like this can it be tweaked a little bit like how can we both come together for it to you know just different things like that we're just afraid to that we're it's it's a sense of it's a sense of identity loss pretty much is what i'm getting at and um you're losing parts of yourself that you really um are not confident in and you become insecure in spaces um you become insecure in spaces to where you are given this space to where you can be vulnerable and to um express yourself freely the way that you want to but you end up becoming a lot more shy than usual you end up becoming a lot less confident than usual like you used to be or whatever or being freely and um you tend to feel like you have to be serious or whatever all the time or at this big age of yours, you tend to like, you know, I do love swimming. I love the water. I haven't been in the water for so long. I wonder why. Or you've been taken away or whatever because different people or different pe society, the community, whatever, um, have kind of shifted your mindset over the years to make you believe that women or men or black or white asian latinas whatever latinos whatever um are supposed to be this particular way when we all are feeling pretty much the same exact thing and don't know how to channel it and so when we do get confident or we do speak up for ourselves it's unusual and it's unfamiliar and now people don't and then you're being asked who are you and it's like, I've been this the entire time. I've kind of shot away because of all of these things. And it doesn't say that you're, you know, living in the past. It's one of those situations where it's like, you know what? I've taken that and, real and did not realize that I've taken such hold onto these particular lies that have been told to me all my life. And that I really do. Um, have a say as to how I feel about this particular situation and I am uncomfortable um, and it makes you even more confident to to get that back again to say that and then you start to rebuild this you start to help grow your inner child your 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 younger your younger self that you felt like you probably have left alone all these particular years and you know, you you go back and you stand up for yourself or you uh you do something that you love or whatever and you, you your your younger self is giving you a high five every freaking time. Like you would where you are now you would be so proud at some of the things that you've unlearned over the years that have tricked you or made you believe that 
um, you're insecure and not confident or whatever. But once you start speaking up for yourself, once you start standing on what you believe in um, and start uh, setting up and creating these boundaries for yourself, like this is what I want and I'm going to get it no matter what it is. It's it's given like, okay, I have been a target or I have been... I have been uh, kind of controlled or whatever, whatever term or phrase you want to use to, um, to characterize that. It's like, I literally had to change my mind frame and it took longer than what it usually, than what it should have or used to or whatever. When you get in those certain moments or modes or whatever, but you feel good afterwards and um, it uplifts you and it changes you. And there are so many different things that I believe that comes from unlearning some of the things that we have gone through or that we've experienced at a younger age because we don't realize how um, it tr kind of trickles in or um, it shows up in our relationships and dealings with people or how it shows up in our work environment or how it shows up in life just in general. Like you're at work or whatever and you either, you got a nine to five or maybe you are a billionaire or whatever, or uh, whatever it is, you got this startup or whatever and you're sitting behind this computer and you realize that some of the, like the things that you're doing, you really don't like and you're only doing it because you have been told that um, this particular job is meant for you because it makes money, but you're not doing what you love. And why are you and why are you still sitting behind a computer not doing what you love? Why are you still just why? I remember moving down here, having certain conversations with different people um about you know me moving, going to an art school and what I wanted to go to. I knew that I wanted to um, go to dance. I want to go to Savannah Arts for dance. And I'm grateful that I was given an opportunity or whatever to kind of like, I guess you can say kind of double major my last year, kind of my last year, but my like the end, kind of like the second semester of my junior year going into my senior year, I was able to take dance classes and everything like that and kind of fulfill that kind of, I guess you could say, dream that I have. But um, my major was communications. And I, dance has dance has been and always been a passion of mine. And I can remember driving down, um, what is that, Central Ave in Jersey? It's Central Ave or South Orange or whatever. And uh, I think it's Central Ave. And it's one of the, the main streets or whatever. And I would see, like, different dance studios or whatever. And I always wanted to just be a part of a dance company or wanted to start my own or whatever. And I was given this opportunity to go to a high school or whatever. And I did it, a major in dance. And just having different conversations or whatever with, you know, my mom and different people and it kind of 
changed. Like I started to, I mean, I knew what it was that I wanted to do and I really didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, but I just really couldn't understand why I couldn't do what, what I wanted to do and what I wanted to do that I loved, especially if it's a passion of mine and it was something that I wanted to grow in. Um, but you know, what the future holds or whatever for you, or, uh, it's not money in this. It's not, you know, it's once in a lifetime that, you know, anybody is going to make money from being a professional dancer or what, you know, traveling to do all these different things. And it was like, okay, like in my head, I'm like, okay, like I would work hard to make sure that I do or will make sure that I will practice so that I am my best because practice means perfect. Like I'm th I'm listening and I'm thinking of all these things and I'm like, okay, so what's second best to what I know how to do and what I enjoy? And I ended up going to, I ended up graduating from Savannah Arts with a communications diploma certificate or whatever. So communications and computer science was one of those things. And although I like writing and poetry and just creative and performing arts was like one of those hobbies of mine, I've o I always knew that I wanted to pursue that. And um, I had to, there was a time or whatever, even with graduating from high school, going into college and looking back and reflecting there are certain things that at a time like it's really about um it's a, it's really about grooming and really like building in your skill and what it is and these different parts or whatever of your life these different events that take in place of where you have to unlearn certain things um shows up in a light to where you feel as though you're not like you really don't know what your purpose is or you don't know what you're truly living for and it makes you question or whatever certain not even just certain conversations or certain people you know that believe in you or whatever sometimes it can just be about you um because you ultimately do end up as, as, as soon as you become as soon as you get to a certain age, you do have to um, look to self to make certain decisions to where it's being like, okay, am I still going to live in this particular way or am I, and it might be, <laughs> it might be a shock to yourself, everybody or whatever, but once you tend to like really let go of all of these different narratives and things that you have been told that you were not that that you couldn't do or that you're not supposed to do or um that you can't make money for or whatever like those end up becoming your stepping stones in the stories that you tell about where you are now because you had to unlearn all those things. And, you know, sometimes we don't realize that the those kind of conversations are triggers. Like, the fact that right now you're probably experiencing all these knowns, your younger self remembers that 
you know, your parents or your friends or your peers constantly was just like, you know, I don't think you should do that. Or, bro, like, you ain't gonna go viral. Or that's just something like, nah, that's once in a lifetime. You're not gonna get anything from it. But when you believe in yourself, when you believe that you can do that, when whatever that is, whatever that is and whatever that passion that you have for, um, no matter how long it takes you, um, that kind of faith that you have or whatever to pursue, um, we don't have conversations about that. We, we have conversations about, we, we don't have conversations about your faith and you pushing through and grooming and, um, setting you up to where you can, um, build your skill and perfect your passion and your creativity so that, so that you can make it so that you can make money from it. And it makes you feel like a late bloomer in certain areas. And it doesn't take away from where you are compared to somebody else that probably had the money or had the resources or did go to school for it. But at least you have the tools now to do all of that and to still grow and to make it where they was. It might've taken them two years and it might take you 15 and y'all still, and y'all are at the same place at the and, and y'all have met each other at the same place of where you want it to be. And everybody's journey is not like that, but we don't have conversations like that. And sometimes that can become triggering too. Like you become scared. Um, You become scared of, stepping away from the computer that you've been working at for, for umpteenth years or whatever, um, for however long, or you're, you're scared or whatever to ask for that promotion because of, I mean, it can be because of race. It can be, it can be because, um, it can be become, it can be because of your gender role. You're probably that only woman or whatever in an office full of men and you are killing those goals and because you are a woman it it seems as if it does not matter what those goals that you are killing all those other men in but they seem to constantly overlook you and you are scared to either start your own business to start your own firm to start your own practice or whatever because um because society or people have told you that you can't have what men what men have or whatever or you can't reach those certain goals but clearly uh paper um there are receipts to show that you have been um a boss okay that you've been killing it and you deserve and 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 to get what you deserve whether that's in tech, whether that's in science, whether it's in the medical field. And besides the fact, like, you know, there are people out here that have been born into this particular legacy and financially to where um, they uh, have acquired these resources um, to get started, but don't have the skill like you do. And then... The same opportunity and company that they have started that you are trying to start or whatever, theirs gets shut down years later while you are a startup and it's taking you a few years because theirs was coming from a place of, because yours is coming from, coming from a place of integrity and 
of um, passion and of knowledge and skill. And theirs is just coming from a place where they know that they can get easy money because they had the resources and they can build this or whatever. And these, some of these stories or some of these events or whatever it is becomes triggering and it makes you feel like you have to always one up or you have, like we know um, that some of us do have to work 10 times harder to get to where we want to be and to get to where, um, and to get to what we want. Um, to get what we want, sorry, and to get to where we need to be. And we do have to work 10 times harder. We have to look 10 times better. We have to, um, we have to constantly show up. We have to be there at least an hour too early to make sure that we are there on time. Um, or we have to be impressionable. We have to do all these things or whatever. And it's not until we really build the confidence to do it on our own or to really and to stop these narratives and these lies and these stories about how we need to get to certain places so that... um we can stop hindering ourselves and it's really about the it's really about the setup sometimes if i were to i'm a, i'm gonna I'm keep it real really quick if our parents really had the setup that they thought that they had and nonetheless you know i wish they could probably come back to us and be like you know what sorry I, i'm sorry i didn't have the tools that i thought i did and Maybe we should have done this differently. Maybe the conversation today will be totally different. And that will probably, and that will probably, and maybe that is what you need. Maybe you do need that type of um, accountability and um, apology to where it can fire you up and motivate you and inspire you to do what it is that you want and need um, in this day and age. And maybe um, then you know, maybe then you didn't know that that's what you need. But when you're sitting, think when you're sitting back and thinking about all the things that you have to unlearn, it's like, damn, like maybe some of the things that my parents have said to me all these years, um, shot me down and have, uh, kind of crippled, uh, my confidence or how, um, certain things that I've experienced or whatever is kind of a lie. And I'm not, I didn't know it then, but I I know now and I don't have the tools to really navigate or whatever how I need to get to where I really want to be and and um sometimes writing it out helps that but sometimes the real navigation into doing so it's really um it's really taking that taking whatever that particular narrative narrative is and constantly it's like writing writing it out crumbling up the paper and throwing it away you have to almost every day because there's going to be something that's going to remind you as to why a person said no or as to why um a person didn't choose you or as to why um you wasn't confident in starting your business or as to why um, you didn't ask for that promotion. And we have to unlearn those things or whatever now to where we um, really believe in ourselves the way that we thought that our loved ones 
or our close friends or our bosses, our managers, or whomever really believed in us. And sometimes we have to show up for ourselves to do that. And we may not have all the proper tools or resources to do so, but sometimes it really does start with us. It starts with us, our faith in God to where we can be like, okay, like, all right, like, it's going to be hard. I don't know how I'm going to get here, but I'm going to do it with you. I'm going to do it with you, God. I know that this was, I know that this was told to me to help me and it's given I've kind of been people pleasing like my entire life and have been kind of settling for um, settling, you know, on the things that I really do want and desire. So how do I get there? God, lead me, direct me, help me, help me to pour back into myself so that I can be confident again to where I can stand up for myself, to where I can show up for myself so that I can get what I deserve so that I can do what I want to do. And you know what my heart desires. So please, uh, put it on my table and make it tenfold. And if it requires faith and you need to take a leap of faith or whatever now to do it, do it. And sometimes it just, it requires shutting up that little, that little voice in your head, that little thing on your shoulder. Not the angel, the other one, child. It can be, it can be the devil, it can be the demon, it can be whomever. It can be your ego. It can be your pride. But whatever that little voice is that's constantly telling you, like, nah, you can't level up. Nah. You don't have the tools. You didn't go to school for that. You know nothing about that. Why are you doubt, second guessing? All of those voices. Shut it up now. Shut it up now. And really look into finding ways to unlearn all of those different narratives and lies that you have been told so that you can get to where you need to be unlearning those unlearning those things will be a will be a particular step into triggering your trauma and i didn't get into it but i had a conversation or whatever yesterday with my father and how it ended really wasn't what I mean, I don't think I had any expectation. Um, but if I did, it wasn't expected, child. It didn't it didn't it didn't give what I thought it was gonna give nonetheless. But uh <laughs> but what I can take from that is is a form of understanding of what is required of me. I'll say that. And on the other end, it's like, it's just just. It's one of those, it is what it is. And I was able to speak up for myself for the time that I had. And sometimes when things don't go as expected, you have to accept that it's going to be that. And maybe you can walk away from away from it with a type of hope that things will change over time and then if it doesn't how is your heart posture and how is your mind frame um in your spirit um when it comes to that it may be a little detrimental and it may put a lot more um 
aware on your healing journey, especially if there's certain things that you are going through with your parents or with your family and how you want things and what it is of what kind of vision or what it is that you see of how things can like turn out and play out. Um, but it's more so about, I guess, you and how you will end up moving forward when things doesn't end or resolve the way that you really truly believe that it needs to. Um, I guess time does heal all. And sometimes time really doesn't, um, to be honest. You'll tend to see that you can probably see it now or whatever with your friends or with your family, loved ones or whomever. Like time really doesn't heal all. Um, it just shows you more about how um, people um, cope or how they heal or how they deal because um, there's a difference between dealing and healing um, with certain situations and how they handle their situations when they're going through life. Um, and it makes you question, but it also, it makes you question certain things or whatever, but it does help you change that kind of narrative to where, um, you want to do better and you see better and you want things to really like grow and change and flourish, um, to where it will help you better evolve and thrive and in love and in peace and, um, really, do, and really doing the work. Some people are out here thinking that they're doing the work and they accepted certain things and they really haven't. Especially when you start to hear how people are taught. Like, if you really sit back and listen to certain things of what people say to you in conversations, it will make you think like, okay, like you got something, but are you really applying it and are you using it for the benefit of you and your part, like you and your partner or the other person that you're dealing, having this situation with, or are you taking these tools and using it for you? Like, and if you're doing so like, that's unfair because you're not the only person dealing with this situation. Like you guys had to go through this particular thing, whatever this thing is, or this event or whatever together. And then it becomes, and then that becomes traumatic <laughs> too, because it's, you're really seeing how things are not changing or getting better or getting worse, you know, but Hey, we are, um, again, we are here to we, we are here to live this particular life with um with hopes or with certain things that we have you know obtained over these few years and we're here to live a life that uh we can do nothing but continuing we we grow by age but we can grow in other areas and and changing who we used to be who we want to be um, who we strive to be and we can only start from where we're at we can use you know certain things that we have experienced with people and from our past to change those narratives to be better to do better and um if you are in a position to where you are triggered and you're trying to find a way to 
triggered this particular trauma. Start from unpacking and unlearning some of these things that you have learned from the time that you was younger up until now. All these things that you have tamed and that you've acquired or whatever over these years. See where it's like, okay, I didn't realize that this particular thing was kind of negative or that this particular thing didn't help me cross that off. Cross that off and see where you can change that to where it can benefit and better you and the betterment of you and helping you evolve. And that is how that that is a step to triggering your trauma. That is a step to triggering your trauma. Seems like it was a mouthful. But it was a lot getting to it. And peace, blessings, and love. Peace, blessings, and love.